Thank you for joining me, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. So before we jump in, can you tell us a bit about Troy Farm and Rooted in general? So Troy Farm, it's a farm on the north side of Madison, about six acres on a larger property that's about 20 acres, which is dedicated to open space and community food production. And it's a part of Rooted. My personal sort of work is in community gardens, so sort of smaller scale projects, smaller scale plots where people can grow their own food, as well as some larger quarter acre, half acre, one acre plots that people rent for market or family production. And then other parts of Rooted are education projects. We manage the Badger Rock Neighborhood Center, do a lot of workshops and education out of there. We do the Madison School Farm, as well as the Troy Kids Garden, again, up at the Troy site. But yeah, our goals are collaborations rooted in food, land, and learning. So we have a lot of different projects working mostly in the Dane County area getting people sort of the resources they need to learn about food, to learn about agriculture, as well as to get involved in those things. So last week, the Cap Times reported that the Community Supported Agriculture Program, or CSA, at Troy Farm is shutting down. What are the main barriers to the program? So just to clarify, the paid portion of our CSA is shutting down. So we will still have a worker share portion of the CSA. So a CSA is a an acronym for a subscription-based vegetable service where people get a box of vegetables each week or an amount of money to purchase whatever vegetables they want each week. And so we will still be doing our worker shares so people can come volunteer four hours a week and then get, again, sort of a box for a household each week because we feel that that's an important part of our mission. It's a useful part of what we've been doing and what we want to keep doing. The main reason why we're taking a break on the paid portion is it is a large part of our farm labor. So about three quarters of what our staff produced last year went to the paid shares. One quarter went to the worker shares. And so we are refocusing our staff time in order to spend more time thinking about our organization's mission, more community needs, and sort of the easiest way to do that to refocus our staff time is to not do the paid CSA this year. The Cap Times also pointed to the increasing number of farmers markets throughout the county, Mm -hmm. essentially. Do you think that was a contributing factor? I mean, I think that market economics are complicated. And I don't know that increasing farmers markets decreased the amount that people were paying for CSAs. I think that there are different ways people are getting their vegetables. And so it's more that the price that people are able to pay for a CSA, the price that like is standard for food, makes it difficult for a farmer to make a living wage. And that was a little bit of a challenge for the Troy farm. And it's generally a challenge in farming. Farmers of every type have a hard time paying themselves, paying their workers a living wage at the prices that they're getting. So I don't want to say farmer's market caused this. I think that Generally, the price of food, where farmers try to make their food affordable for the people buying it, doesn't balance well with the amount that farmers are being compensated, or doesn't balance well with the amount of work that needs to go in to produce that food, whether it's from a CSA, whether it's from a market. I think that's a challenge for farming generally. I think another thing going on was, as a nonprofit, we were able to 
support some of our time working on making food affordable people through various government support grants, people with low incomes. And there was sort of a flux of that during COVID and that's declined since then. And so we aren't as much able to subsidize our production of food from those grants. And again, I think this is a general problem that SNAP benefits are going down, food transfers are more strapped right now. And so there's just sort of a limiting, a, a decrease of the funds to support this work. There are a lot of other CSAs. And so because we're having a budget issue and because we're thinking about our mission in general, we don't need to be another farm competing with those other people trying to make a living. You also mentioned that Rooted is sort of taking a look at its wider goals. Can you sort of preview what those might be? So looking at like our long-term goals of the farm as a space, looking at our founding ideas, it was to preserve an open green space, a community space, an agricultural space. And so, yeah, those wider goals are a place where people can grow food for themselves, where people can get food. And so, yes, it won't be a market farm staffed by our nonprofit this year. You know, it might be in the future. But the Troy Farm property as a whole, there's still going to be a community garden on the south side of the property along the road. And then, as I mentioned, there's going to be the worker share CSAs. And then the last few years, actually, on the Troy Farm site, we've, in addition to the CSA run by our staff, there's been other collaborators growing at a larger scale at Troy Farm. Farm Her Greens, Trade Roots, Youth Empowerment Initiatives run by uh, Say Kidao, the Akibia Madison Farms, a community composting project, and that covered about 2.75 acres. So groups not run by our staff. It was farming not done by our staff, but sort of supported by our Troy Farm staff. That's, I think, one thing that we're going to be focused on more is just seeing how we can support those other collaborators that are growing at a large scale at Troy Farm, doing their own projects. Oh, and we're also starting a Southeast Asian seedling project. Sort of started that last year, and then we'll be ramping that up this year. That actually I'll be involved in a little bit. So I guess that's what we're going to be doing in terms of farming and then that community outreach, you know, talking to people, looking at our mission, looking at our goals for the site and looking at the community desires for this open green space, what people in the community want, how people in the community want to use the land, how people in the community want to get vegetables, get food, get products from the land, whether they're immediate users or not. I think a lot of different ways of listening to and hearing from the community. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I I would like to add that beyond the worker shares, we are going to be as sort of part of our community outreach and as well as part of our just general farm production. We are going to be bringing food to Northside community centers and doing markets there, free markets there, both as, you know, directly bringing foods to people as well also having that as a way to do that community outreach. And then I think less Troy Farm and more Rooted's work generally. In the same way that we're working to make Troy Farm more of a space where different collaborators can come and grow food, we are also looking at ways to make more land available for people generally. There's a farm on the Anderson Park community farm down in Oregon where we're adding 13 acres of growing space for a mix of market and subsistence growers. 
people are interested in that, they could reach out to me at nicholas at rootedwi.org. We're working on containing to Maine a piece of land we're renting from the McFarland School District in, in McFarland to a group of Hmong farmers. And so I think a lot of what we're doing is trying to make the land available for people to grow things according to their goals, according to their projects. Not instead of, but just in addition to the other work we're doing directly growing. So we're just trying to make a space available for people. Thank you again for agreeing to speak with me, Nicholas. Yeah, thanks for calling.